Welcome back to Commission Impossible. My name is Scott Fish. Sitting across from me is Ryan McDowell. Ryan, we're not in the same studio. We're we're remote, as we always are. But uh, yeah, don't don't get too close, Scott. Yeah did you did you notice me coughing and stuff? I'm sick. <laughs> uh, that's that's no good. That's yeah, no it's good. it's uh, it's interesting being sick, but not with the coronavirus right now. Right. So you get you, I, I'm getting no sympathy at home. No, no. <laughs> I just I just have a regular you know runny nose and and slight <laughs> just almost nothing going on. Where you know a year ago I'd be lying on the couch under blankets watching TV, but it seems uh, it seems pretty sad to even. <laughs> do that right now yeah don't let's not fake it here scott yep yep so uh here we are commission impossible ryan and i do commissioning stuff we uh we've been doing it for years we have uh this evergreen awesome show called commission impossible you can follow me on twitter scottfish24 follow ryan ryan mc23 and follow the show on twitter commish pod at commish pod if you have questions or stories or interesting ideas or stuff like that uh, email commissionpod at gmail.com. We're getting a lot of those week 17, you know, 17 week uh, NFL season questions. We'll go over those on our next show. Well, probably, I think, maybe, probably. Um, we I, got I, a, need, I need some time to soak it in. You know? I, th- I think that's what it is. We, we got a bunch of emails, but we haven't read them and we haven't really processed it ourselves. It'd be nice to go over those emails, see, you know, get some thoughts together first. Uh, so we're going to start with this show. As always, I start with a couple from Twitter because uh, we get, we get a lot of questions on Twitter, don't we, Ryan? We do. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Okay, uh, Dynasty Evan uh, asks: When onboarding a new to Dynasty owner in a long-running friends league, how much help do you give him as far as values versus and trades go? As a commish, how soon do you start offering him trades? You know, offering him a trade. Do you wait until other owners reach out to trade with him, or uh, do you? Yeah, how do you work that? Um, if you know he's new to Dynasty, you got a new to Dynasty owner in your in your league. Yeah, it's a tough spot for a commission. You almost we we've talked about it on here before. You almost have to hold yourself to a higher standard, um, and and part of that is ensuring that the new owners, the new players have a good grasp and, and whether that's uh, an unusual league, Scott, like we run that, that have some rules that aren't, uh, aren't common in most leagues, or if it's just a, a general dynasty league, but you're dealing with a, a, a new player to the dynasty format, which sounds like that's the situation here. Uh, but regardless, you do want, uh, you do want them to, have a good feel for the league and for everything before really bombarding them with trades. Yeah. Uh, I feel, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much feel the same way. You're, you're, you're right on. We always hold ourselves to a higher standard, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm that guy. I try to help him. If he has any questions, I, I ask, Hey, yeah, just, uh, you know, ask me what you, what I think, and I'll, I'll try to help you out. I, I, except for in the paid leagues, then I don't uh, offer advice to those guys. That seems kind of unfair, but in my personal leagues, definitely. Uh, you want to read the first question, Ryan? Sure. Let's see. This one comes from 
Uh, Howard, Howard says, I'm starting a 16-team redraft league, a little little different than what we normally answer, but we'll check this out. A 16-team redraft league, standard format, one quarterback, two running back, two wide receivers, kicker, defense. What I'm wondering is about the tight end slot. Would you recommend a tight end or a tight end slash receiver? And should I also add running back, uh, a running back wide receiver flex? Uh, wanted to keep a shallow bench of five spots. Uh, all right. So, I mean, I, even in a redraft, Howard. And Your Scott, favorite topic. Yeah, I, I do. I do like redraft. I don't love redraft, but even in a redraft league, I would, I'm still on board with ditching the kicker and defense. So that would be my first move. I think if you dump those two, you keep the tight end. I know there, there is some, a little bit of a push lately to, to get rid of the tight end spot. It, it, it has become so unpredictable for, uh, for many players. You look at guys like Jason Witten, Jason Witten was a tight end one this year, this past year, which feels a little gross, and things like that have have turned people off of the tight end spot, especially in a sixteen teamer. It just it feels really tough for like those guys at the tail end, you know, for tight end strength. Like it feels like they can't even stream to compete with a Kittle or a Kelsey. Yeah, that's a really good point, and I, and I think. I wouldn't. I would not be opposed to a tight end wide receiver spot, and yeah. then and then one or two uh, flex spots wide receiver running back. Especially if you are, uh, especially if you do end up removing kicker and defense. Uh, so I just I'm still totally on board with providing as much flexibility as possible. Okay, so here's what I think on that. I, I mean, it seems like he wants the kicker in defense just based on the the email. Um, I would also get rid of them, but uh, that's what he wants. That's what he wants, right? Uh, I would almost put a limit on it. <laughs> you know, like in a 16-teamer, you can get people who might hoard kickers and defenses, especially defenses, uh, to block people so they don't have bi week replacements. So I would almost, it, that, that's, that's one thing I always notice when people have super deep leagues or super large amounts of teams. You almost need to, since there's only 32 defenses, you almost need to put like a two defense limit on it so that people, you know, even with a two defense limit, if you have two that have the same bi week, you could be screwed. So that's, that's definitely a, a thing you need to keep be aware of, but uh, 16 teams, I'm fine with the tight end wide receiver being your flex or just being it, you know, what you have QB two right back two wide receiver kicker defense, and then just have the flex be whatever right back wide receiver tight end. Um, uh, I I'm with you also with a shallow bench on the uh, five spot bench in a 16 teamer and redraft. I'm absolutely fine with that. That's that that's perfect sense to me, especially given the depth, the amount of teams and it being redraft. So I like what you're doing. I would probably make the flex any position now, except for quarterback. Um, 16 team suit for flex is fun though, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. I, I love those, those league formats, 16 teamer that really just forces, uh, forces some tough decisions. That's why I would, I would keep tied in there uh, in the lineup and, uh, and super flex would be, would be a fun challenge too. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to the next question then. Hey guys, Aaron from Hagerstown, Maryland here. First time Dynasty Commission uh, podcast helped me in numerous ways getting my league up and running. 
running into a problem I don't think you guys have talked about. So wondering your opinions. Mm. Uh, There's not worried, much we haven't talked about. Yeah. Worried, he's uh, worried the description might be wordy. So I'm going to skim here. Da, da, da. One owner. Okay. Where was I? Um, our startup draft begins Saturday. So trades have begun to occur. One owner has made two trades that have conditions in them. Uh, conditional trades were not explicitly outlawed in the bylaws. I didn't think of it when creating them. Uh, so I feel these trades have to stay in place. However, I feel like conditional trades are a very bad idea and it's a slippery slope. Um, basically, he sent uh, picks and then said he will send either X pick or X pick based on where the rookie pick falls. You know, we all know what conditional trades are. Uh, the second trade is the one he's most concerned about, sending some picks for for uh, some picks for some picks, and they're like, if I don't get the guy I want at 1.07, we're going to reverse the deal. That was the condition. So uh, basically conditional picks, conditional trades, uh, two types of conditional trades there. Um, man, this is a tough one, but honestly – I almost feel like conditional trades are in the segment that it shouldn't be allowed unless it says so in the bylaws. Like that, are, I feel like conditional cre- trades are outside the parameters of a normal league just enough that you shouldn't have conditional trades unless the bylaws say that you can. I, I'm actually on the flip side of what he thinks here. How about you, Ryan? Yeah, I am as well, and I think you mentioned earlier in his uh, in his question that this was a league with mostly new dynasty players. That would uh, maybe I'm getting confused with with another another email, but um, regardless, I, I agree with you. I just feel like the conditional trades. It's one of those things that somebody always just seems to take it too far. Uh, and yeah. it, it gets to that point and you just have to say no more, no more for anyone. So uh, I'm not, you know, on their own, I'm not against conditional trades, but that's, that's been my finding. It, it just goes too far. And it usually is one person. You usually have one person making a dozen conditional trades and that's just something else for the commissioners to track. So uh, yeah, I would uh, overall, I'd probably say no to conditional trades. Yeah, it, that's that's usually how I feel. Um, I I allow them in the pigs leagues, and I kind of, I mean, no one's really overstepped their bounds there, but yeah, it is a really slippery slope. But but I think the main point stands is a have a rule on whether you allow them or not in your bylaws, and b if there's no rule in your bylaws, I feel like that means they're outlawed. Like I feel like it's. I feel like it's uncommon enough or, or not, not a normal league rule that, that it's, you know, it's skirting the rules to do it, um, to do it. If there's no rule in place, uh, you want to read the next one? Let's do it. Let's see. Next question comes from Anthony in Ohio. He says, hello guys. Great podcast. Thanks for what you do is you've helped me navigate the commissioning waters with ease as I went from as I went from commissioning zero leagues in 2018 to five in 2019. What do you feel is the best method for league insurance in Dynasty? I've seen many different angles. 
pay for the first in the last season, pay for current year and half of next. League pays a certain amount into an orphan fund yearly, and if not used, uh, after a certain period of time, a portion is paid back to the league in some form or fashion. What are your favorite methods? I think it's a good question. That's one we haven't talked much about. Um, I typically actually don't use any of these methods. I just uh, have my uh, owners pay a year at a time. If they trade a future first rounder, then they are asked to pay uh, pay half of the, the next year. And that's really, that's really it. That's all I use. Um, I like the idea of doing something like this, though, just to to get that commitment because it is becoming more and more common. Scott, obviously you deal with this uh, with the safe leagues so yeah. much, but it's becoming more and more common just to try it one year. If you don't like your team, if your star player gets hurt, whatever might happen, you just bail on it. And um, you, you know, there, there's always reasons for leaving the league. And we've talked about that plenty of times that, Typically, we we understand when that happens, but it doesn't make it easy, though. Yeah, I feel like, well, first off, Safe Leagues does. If you trade your future first, you have to pay for the the year in which that pick resides, uh, the full amount. Uh, my leagues used to be pay for the year the same. You trade your future first, you have to pay for the, the next year. Um, I know that there, there are sites like FFPC, you pay, you know, a full year's deposit. So if you leave, then, you know, that pays for the next team. Uh, I think right now when everybody's stuck in their houses, people might be joining more startups than they sh- really should because they're just bored and <laughs> they're over committing. And I can see this being a huge issue this year um, going into next year for orphans. Uh, it's a worry of mine. Um I considered this uh, league pays a certain amount, uh, like a certain portion of the pot each league goes to an orphan fund. I considered this for safe leagues, did not do it. It's still on the back of my in the back of my mind, but I I don't hate that idea that, um, say, twenty five fifty bucks a year, whatever goes towards this, you know, this little fund that that either pays for dis, you know, helps bridge the discount of an orphan you have to give, or you know pays for a full orphan um i do like that i I, th- I still think the best method is probably if you trade future picks you gotta you gotta pay for the year in which it resides it can be a tough sell to make people pay for the entire like double uh at the start um but you know I've, uh, that's that's something a lot of strong leagues do i don't i don't think there's a wrong answer here i think the uh, probably the only wrong answer is doing nothing um it's like not necessarily wrong it's just <laughs> It's just uh, no, no. You said you take <laughs> you you make them pay half for the next that, year. If they that is true. Them. That's true. Yeah, yeah. What once you yeah, if you're allowing uh, owners to get in and trade future picks um, with, I don't want to say repercussions, but no no level of commitment for for those future years. Yeah, you're you're going to end up in a bad spot. Yeah. Uh, next question. Maybe our last question. Maybe we'll have a short show today. Um, hey y'all big, that was, uh, Anthony from Ohio. Thanks for that question, by the way. Uh, who did the one before that? I don't even, Aaron from Hagerstown, Maryland. Yeah, we said that. Uh, this question, however, Hey y'all big fan of the podcast responded to Scott's question on Twitter about trade veto processes 
and uh, said that the commission should have veto power for collusion, but also if the trade severely imbalances the league or compromises the integrity of the league. I wonder, <laughs> I wanted to get your thoughts on this. First off, I've seen trades that have been absolutely ridiculous, and pe- people in the league claim, like, you know, I run, I have run thousands upon thousands of leagues. People in the leagues at the time of those trades claim it ruins the integrity of the, integrity of the league. Guess how many times, Ryan? In my experience, it has ruined the integrity of the league. Um, Long term. I'm going to say zero. Exactly zero. It's never happened. Not once. (laughs) Never. Okay. People people think it does at the time. They get all concerned about it. And then I, I would say most of the time, the benefiting team doesn't win the league that year. And even if they do long term, it's it's it still hasn't made a huge impact on on the on the year on the on the league and it's quickly forgotten as a blip on the radar it's weird it's weirdly i'm i'm trying to remember an instance where there was one of those and the team actually won the league like it's it's uh it's it's a tough sell you're not gonna you're not gonna convince me on the imbalances the league compromises the integrity of the league thing when i've i've literally never seen it happen and i've had hundreds of these trades that people say will do that and they never do well the i mean the hard truth is if one bad trade ruins your league your league had a lot of other problems to begin with i think you've said this on that show before this show (laughs) and i completely agree i think the only way it truly ruins this league is not the actual value of the players and the teams you know winning or losing past that point I think the way it ruins a league potentially is just because the owners are butthurt for a year or two. You know, like if they hold a grudge to it or something. Yeah, yeah, it just becomes... If the owners can't move past it, then I can see that. Right, it just becomes an issue of people having hard feelings and, um, and I mean, that happens a lot, of course. You try to avoid that, but you, you, you just can't usually uh not not in every situation as far as the specific trade and i know i know i've said this on here before but i will say it again um if you are if a trade is so bad that you're reversing it then you also need to remove somebody from the league that's that is that's that's very very true um he he gives his example here of the trade that he that made him feel this way uh, Saquon Barkley and Ezekiel Elliott for Buck Allen, Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd, and Antonio Callaway. This was obviously during the season last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to guess uh, early in the season when Joe Mixon was probably not very good or uh, whatever. Um, and that that trade looks pretty dang terrible. Um, I mean, you can ar- argue Mixon and Boyd for – you can argue Mixon's a downgrade from one of those running backs and Boyd isn't like a terrible asset. But uh, the problem is the team, the two teams involved were brothers. And I think we're entering a different zone than integrity of the league based on the trade. We're, we're dealing with integrity of the league collusion based on them being brothers and making this kind of trade. Right, exactly. And, and it is, it's a different situation. It's, it's a little deeper. Um, the easy answer is they they both have to go because that's pretty obvious collusion. Um, now there there's more to that, 
if this is a, a friends and family league, then maybe that's not um, not a step you would take. Or if it's a work league, you you probably wouldn't do that. But I would at that point reverse that trade and and just kind of say, "Come on, guys, seriously, you know that's that's not going to fly. You know that. Let's move on." Um, so, and that's I think that's an important thing to remember. We you know we we throw out a lot of advice, a lot of information based on our experience. But there are very few situations that you can just, you know, paint with that broad brush and and handle the same way in every single league. It depends on the type of league. It depends on the settings. It depends on who's in the league with you. All of those things matter. Yep. So I'm looking through my emails of trade protests last year. And uh, I have found four now that said it would ruin the integrity of the league because <laughs> that's, that's in our rules that, you know, integrity of the league, if a trade is like more than 2.5 X, the DLF trade calculator, et cetera. And they weren't. And those trades, trades stood all four of those teams did not win their leagues. Like it's, it's, it, it, it doesn't do what people think it does. It doesn't, uh, it it almost never ruins the integrity of the league. But this this is a different case because this is brothers and it looks I mean, there's more reason to believe collusion here than than just a trade on its surface. Um Yeah. Uh should we go on to the next one? Or Yeah, I, let's do the next you, one. You know what? I'm gonna throw this out there with safe leagues. I have that uh this year I have the if a trade is more than 2.5 X, the, the trade calculator, one side's gained more than that value that will reverse it. Um, because that, that kind of covers the collusion, but we can't prove it area. Uh, I don't think that's a terrible rule because if you put trades in there and it's double, they're absolutely ridiculous. If they're 2.5 X, there's just no way to justify it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, there, there are some great trade tools out there. We, we definitely like what we have at yeah. Dynasty League Football, but there, there's some really good options that are available for that. Yeah. Uh, if, if you do want to put something in there, like I know some people like trade vetoes and some people like having a backup like this, you know, like some kind of, some kind of backup where they're like, hey, you know what, this says this, we just can't allow this trade. Um, if you if you do truly feel like it it wrecks the integrity of your league, um, then I, I would put a rule in there like that, uh, maybe two times the DLF trade calculator, because you know what, if, if people protest it, and like for our safe leagues, we like three protests and we'll check the calculator, and if the calculator says more than 2.5X, we'll reverse it. Very simple, clean, third party. It's it's got it's a clean rule that's not like opinion based, um, and, and people seem to seem to respond to that because it's you know it's it's not someone making an opinion on it. It's just uh, it's just a clean, simple rule. Um, I'm just throwing that out there. As a, if you're the type that wants a rule like this, that's that's what safe leagues use because it's because we run public leagues. Um. What do you think? Yeah, let's let's call it let's call this an episode. People, I don't know how people are going to feel about a twenty-five minute episode, Ryan, but I think we should call it here. Let's do it. Let's do it. Good, good, and uh, good and clean. In and out. We'll have another let's, one soon. Yeah, let's 
we're both stuck at home. We might have a lot, a lot more soon. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing. I think we're going to have more. So let, yeah, I don't mind going 25 minutes here. Um, thanks for listening to everyone. Be sure to email commissionpod at gmail.com if you have any questions or emails or, or th- things you want to say, uh, ideas. Uh, email us about how you think people should approach the Week 17 thing. The uh, standing majority is pretty much, you know, uh, just have a two week championship. That's what almost everyone thinks or everyone says. And then there's, there's some formats where a 12 team league has, uh, with three divisions can make a, a, a 14 game season work really, really nice and clean. Uh, I think, I think there's even an, a, a possibility for 15 team leagues to be something that's out there that with 14 weeks of playing each other than three weeks of playoffs like we normally do. Also, we don't know how the NFL is going to handle. Uh, week 17 and 18 you know maybe maybe those two weeks there they go lighter on their starters so maybe you want to wait it out a year but uh we'll talk about all of that in an upcoming show uh follow me on twitter at scottfish24 follow ryan on twitter at ryan mc23 ryan were you going to say something and i cut you off no no i was just going to add on but we'll we'll save it for next week's episode all right sounds good thanks for listening have a great day